for another episode of Bite Size Tutoring Tips. Today we'll be talking about the topic of meeting learners where they are authentically. So I was talking with a friend of mine who first learned English at a refugee camp in Nepal. And I was asking my friend what she liked about her language learning experience, what she appreciated about her teacher. And my friend told me, my teacher would always meet us at our level. She would always talk to us so that we could understand her. She was never pushing us too far. She was never talking down to us. She always spoke to us at the level where we were at. And I think what my friend says here is really important. And it also aligns really well with what one researcher, Stephen Crasher, said in his input hypothesis, which is that for language instruction, it's important to provide reading and listening content at the level where learners currently are, plus one additional level. So we want to make it so that it's understandable, so that the learners can engage with it actively, but we wanna stretch them to go a little bit beyond that and incorporate a little bit more language into their vocabulary and grammar conceptions. And this is why it's helpful for language learners not just to speak with native speakers, but also to speak with each other, because oftentimes learners at a similar level can fill in gaps for each other, can understand each other easily. So through that interaction, they're all growing and scaffolding on each other's knowledge to advance to a new level together. And if we think about how to apply this concept to our students, it can be tempting to sort of think about talking in a way that's not natural if we're trying intentionally to modify the way we talk. Sometimes that can sound a little unnatural. So some things that we wanna definitely avoid, we definitely never want to talk to our adult students as if they're children, Um, never wanna use like a baby voice or a high-pitched voice. Of course, these are very intelligent adults and it's certainly possible just to use simplified vocabulary but still speak in ways that we normally would speak. So for example, it's never necessary to say something that's not grammatically correct or natural, like take pen. We can easily just say, here's a pen for you. And if the learner doesn't understand every word you've said, they will fill in the gaps with patience, with repetition, um, by meeting them right around their level and just going a little bit beyond that. And this fits in with a broader issue with language learning, which is that it's important for us to modify materials so that students can understand them and engage with them. But at the same time, we don't wanna lose authenticity and we don't want the language to sound unnatural. So for example, if we're teaching prepositions, we might use a textbook, which is very important. The textbook might have a CD that goes along with it that says something like, the sweater is next to the lampstand. And that does not sound like the way that most speakers of English would talk to each other. Maybe any of you with any language experience can relate to that unnatural sounding recording. And it is helpful to have excerpts of speech where um, learners can, can really listen in on specific grammar constructions, can have it broken down in a simple way. But we want to balance that with also having authentic materials that sound the way that English is used in real life. So while it's important to use textbooks and worksheets that are designed for teaching purposes that break down the language, 
we can also reinforce those same concepts with materials that language speakers are going to encounter in their day-to-day lives. So for example, we might use a song to teach a grammatical construct if it's repeated many times in that song. For example, if we're teaching pronouns, even though I personally am very annoyed by this song, um, I want to talk about Me by Toby Keith might be a good option um, if they if they like country, um, because it really does repeat pronouns me and you many, many, many times. So it's also helpful that our particular learners are already living in a setting where English is spoken all the time. So the more we can encourage them to interact with the authentic language that's happening around them, the better. So for example, maybe one lesson you could spend making a grocery list and then encourage them to actually go to the grocery store, locate those items, find the names of the items, um, and, and purchase those items themselves. So lots of room for creativity, and the more authentic materials we can use, um, the better our learners will be prepared to interact in, in their communities. And for this podcast, um, the resources I used include a book called Teaching by Principles, an Interactive Approach to Language Pedagogy by Douglas Brown and Heek Young Lee. I used an article called Creative Collaborations in Adult ESL Classrooms, Three Community Language Tutors' Understandings, Contradictions, and Growth Points by Amanda Shufflebarger, and a third article called Using Advertisements in ESL Classrooms as Authentic Material by Daharnia and Savarnan. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll catch you on the next podcast.